0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Howdy another ho. wonderful episode of uh, Two Thumbs Undecided.
1: Mm-hmm, still we, undecided.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, though I'm decided about some things in life, but...
1: Uh, you are? Well, do inform us. What are you decided about?
0: Uh, that I love movies and TV, mm. and I love me. Oh. oh that's yeah. important. I love myself. Oh, And I love I l- radio...
1: I love you as well.
0: Uh I guess you know it's Halloween time, so <laughs> tis gonna, the season. Tis. I was gonna hold on my loves. Uh, my yeah, till Valentine's loves. Day. Tis- yeah, which is a mark. Uh, February, you know. February.
1: Yeah. It's in February, um, I think. What a stupid holiday, even though it's not Halloween. Next week will probably be our Halloween episode, but um, it's it, Halloween's probably my favorite holiday.
0: I'm trying to think.
1: May be so bold.
0: Uh, I will say I do enjoy – I mean I celebrate the Christmas time and I do enjoy uh, Christmas. Uh,
1: I mean I do like Christmas but at least it Halloween, has uh,
0: – Halloween is definitely a time that I use for partying and getting down while dressed as a different person. So I guess mm-hmm. in that way it's pretty fun. No, you're right. The, I, I they're do different. I
1: think Halloween and Christmas you can like for – they're, they're different holidays. Like, Halloween, you don't go to, like, dinner with your family on Halloween, no. you
0: know? No, no, at least it's, at this age.
1: There's no there's no song that's, like, I'll be home for Halloween. No, it's there's scary. A, it's scary uh, yeah. songs. Like, this and it's is also, Halloween. like, the only, like, uh, holiday when we were still in college that, like, we still had, we were still in school. There wasn't, like, a day off for Halloween, so. Mm. Which was, was like, the problem. a problem.
0: Because Halloween, at least, in college, I've found to be quite a party-esque night.
1: Yeah. Well, let's not dive too much into this topic for next week. Oh, yes. Um, We'll talk
0: about it for next week. But um, some film news or media news. news. Yes.
1: Yes. Talk about Uh, some film news.
0: Well, um, some uh, Marvel superhero shows have been getting canceled over at Netflix. Uh, Luke Cage Mm -hmm. and Iron Fist are (laughs) cut. They're done.
1: Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, you know, there's a lot of room for other shows uh, that can fill that void. Daredevil, though, is going strong. It just came back with its season three. I haven't seen it, but uh, apparently it has Bullseye, and it's very much... Ooh. Yeah, is it, uh, is it? It's very much akin to one of the classic Daredevil stories, uh, Born Again, which is written Ooh. by... Rick Miller and written by Dave M something something comment below
1: um yeah that's pretty cool um so that's my film yeah my film news uh well for one there's a uh the movie um mid-90s opened as well as beautiful boy opened up are you gonna watch that Uh, we actually, I think I'm going to watch Beautiful Boy on Tuesday. For those of you who don't know, apparently AMC has a $5, uh, Tuesdays. So if you guys don't have AMC stubs or whatever it's called, it's free. You just sign up and every Tuesday, uh, you get to watch movies for $5 and you get a free popcorn.
0: At the um, theaters?
1: At the theaters. Yeah. Um... So, we're not sponsored by AMC or anything, but, uh, you know, it's a this is a thing to consider. But that's what we're going to do for Beautiful Boy. I have mixed feelings about mid-90s just because I'm not a huge fan of Jonah Hill. Yeah. And I it- think it's really funny, like, looking at him now, he's, like, all, like, dressed in black all of a sudden. And he's, like, pretending to be, like, this this... Or not pretending, but, like, he's trying to be, like, this... This artist now, like this this really Maybe fine artist dressed in, in like turtlenecks and all dressed in black.
0: You know what? We, we'll I, see. Yeah. I don't it's I a don't different know. kind of world that he lives in. Maybe the and like that's uh he can afford like he he can do that. Maybe someone is forcing him to do it. You think <laughs> think someone's like holding him at gunpoint? Yeah, like he it's woke like, up better fucking Hey, this is a kid's family show?
1: Oh, I didn't know it was a kids and a family show. Okay. Yeah.
0: It, kids first and then family. family. Yeah. Alright. So, Good done. call. So shut your
1: fucking mouth. Sorry. My mouth is fucking shut. Yeah. Oh!
0: Okay. Oh! It's hmm. <laughs>
1: ducking shut. Thank you, you. S- um, but no, I have a, I have mixed feelings about it, but I don't want to make any firm judgments until I've seen it. Could be But a that's professor. pretty big, because yeah. that's A24's new. You hate A24, right? Oh, my dill. I don't hate it, nor do I love it. It's just – it's a production company that's doing really well Did I have a
0: dream that – or was this real life that you called me at 2 o'clock in the morning and just ranted about A24?
1: I could have sleep ranted. I could have definitely sleep ranted. Or
0: I could have slept answered. You could have slept
1: answered. We could have had a real conversation, but just neither of us remember it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I need to start videoing my uh, videotaping myself via via uh, paranormal activity.
1: You need to start doing it.
0: Yeah, I need to start. I don't currently. I think we both myself. need to.
1: I think we both need to start doing that, yeah. and we should uh, include some of that into our next podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, so yeah. that's exciting stuff. Uh, let's get to our first commercial because we need that moolah.
1: Yes, we do. Uh, we get paid all the money through right. these commercials. Yeah uh yeah here's the first one i'm excited
0: for this one does your house leak at night is your bathroom currently (sighs) (laughs) sorry did i interrupt you no you interrupted the commercial i was currently playing that sam oh i I bought i paid for this commercial and you just started talking Oh, sorry okay. I was
1: adjusting something alright All right, let plus, me play, play it again, again. okay here right. we go play I'm it playing again, it play it again John or Sammy whatever it's called
0: yeah play it again Johnny does your house leak at night does your bathroom constantly fill with water hi I'm Joe Manello, and I'm here to tell you from Oxy Water that we have the supply for you hello little boy is your bucket still holding up its water Oh, uh, my bucket is... It's, it's doing pretty well, I think. Oh. Yeah! Oh! Now, how's it doing, little boy? Does it, it have a big dripping. little freaking it's hole? hole in, it's got a hole in it. Why it's got a big that? stinking hole. Here, let me put my schmutt on it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That bucket, oh. folks, ain't... That bucket is now holding 10 pounds worth of water and little Jumjo... Uh, boy, here, that's his name, Jumjo. That's your thank name, you. little boy. Your little thank name, you. <laughs> your little My little, my little name? <laughs> yeah, your name is Jumjo. Anyways, thank you for remembering. This schmutt can hold up to 500 tons of anything, it can stick onto walls, it can keep my big mouth shut, it can hold tax returns. <laughs> Jim Joe, or whatever I called you before, schmo schmo. let me, I'm going to put my schmut on your mouth just to keep you quiet. Oh, no, please don't. So, call now to buy my Shmutt. My name, again, is, I said it before, so just, you know, rewind and listen to it again, okay? I'm not going to say my name again. So, call 992-255-11-BANANA, spelled with one M.
1: Hmm.
0: That was ex- huh. I like that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a little. They rich. paid us
1: a lot more than the normal advertisers do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I like that. No.
0: I, I, yeah, I like it. He was a little rude to that boy. Yeah, honestly, that boy. But I can we only saw the
1: video of it, and that boy was he was... definitely an orphan and not, yeah. took, but he taken was care huge. Well, he was he about... was really fat.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, it looked like there was some schmutt all around his pants. Yeah, I
1: think he'd been eating some of the schmutt also. Like Ooh. he was, he was.
0: And it had that 1980s some... vibe. I think they're yeah. probably all dead.
1: I think this is an old commercial yeah. that they just are trying to bring back. Um,
0: and it was, yeah, it was. It was yeah, I wonder gross. if
1: that phone number is still existing.
0: I don't know, but when I saw it in the 80s. Uh, during that, oh, you saw it in the 80s? Yeah, I was I was hitting up that 80s vibe. Um, mm. They were playing it at the art houses, and it was pretty cool stuff.
1: Oh, just the commercial? They were just playing yeah, the it art? Yeah, well, it was like an art. It was it an was, art house commercial? It was an artsy
0: <laughs> thing that, like, it was playing in the background while, uh, like, dance music was going on.
1: I have a question. Why is it not called art theater? Why does it become a house when it's art?
0: I don't know. It's just kind of, I guess it's like, why is anything called like a bird or a microphone? You know, I guess a house, maybe a, a house seems more structured.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but
0: it's maybe going for that. Uh, I feel like
1: art isn't really structured. That's why it's kind of. Well, I think maybe it's going
0: for that ironic thing. Like, art isn't structured. So calling it a house is playing into the whole. Uh, stru- like it's not structured, but house just sounds better.
1: Well, whoever came up with the name, I guess, is a genius because it stuck.
0: Ho- Hoover? Whoever. Hoover, whoever.
1: Oh, whoever. I don't think Hoover came up. with the name. I was about
0: to say if Herbert Hoover, the president, was just like, I think this is so art house when he he meant <laughs> In to the say 30s? yeah, but he meant to say our house.
1: He was watching Betty Boop.
0: This he is so like... art. <laughs> And then in the other room, because he was rich and had two TVs or uh, radios, Jeopardy was on and they said, what, like, <laughs> Jeopardy like was on. what is something that two people may live in? And he goes, now this is art house. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dad, you're right. This is so art house. Huh? <laughs> All right.
1: But, Well, right. I'm not a crook. Hey, he, um, I
0: don't think he was a crook, probably.
1: I don't think so. I, I think he I was a like lovely man. Most presidents and probably the, a little crooky. A little bit of a crook, especially that time. Like the third like the three presidents before FDR. Yeah. It was Harding, uh Coolidge, and Hoover.
0: I wonder most what three. the who the purest president was in all think, of history. I feel
1: like it's probably what is his name? He's still alive. What's his name? Uh, oh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Jimmy Carter was probably the most pure president. I mean, I mean, he's the he's
0: the president who's the most like who's still doing stuff that is. isn't. Bill open.
1: Clinton's also doing things, but it's slightly questionable.
0: Wait, what do you mean? He what does he do?
1: The Bill Clinton Foundation.
0: Oh yeah 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 the Bill Clinton House. Now, yeah. All I know is Jimmy Carter. He makes houses. You know, he builds yeah, he houses with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, he does. Good they're for Pretty him. bad houses, but at least you know they're authentic. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we should move on to our topic, right?
0: Yes. Oh my goodness, our topic. So, mm-hmm. um, Sam and I had this long, lengthy discussion in front of our, our fireplace, and we we're like, Sam was like, "We should do it Halloween." That so nice. Yeah, but Halloween's next weekend. So what? Our most popular podcast are the one where we talk about specific directors. Okay, yeah, it's pretty. Now we're not unanimous. Yeah, we're (laughs) not here for the clickbait, but we do enjoy talking about specific directors because the directors we talk about, we have a lot of knowledge on. And Uh since it's the month of October, Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to talk about a spooky, kind of creepy director. No, it's not John Carpenter. No, it's not the Wes Wait, Cravens. Wait, we should talk about John Carpenter. No, we already I already had invested oh, my we're brain. we just going to do that? Okay, okay. I mean, okay, okay. Th- then again, if we're going to talk about John Carpenter, it really is the time to talk about John Actually, I actually,
1: I actually listened to the... Uh... Maybe
0: we should talk about John Carpenter. <laughs> no, let's just no, do... Let's John- talk,
1: let's, no, let's No, no. I mean, I don't know... I,
0: uh, we should talk about John Carpenter. I think you're right.
1: I, I don't know enough about John Carpenter more so than... I, I know, know about, about John- this.
0: This other guy?
1: Than this other guy. This other guy. I think we would have a better conversation with this other guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. So like We when could it's... talk
1: about John Carpenter like next week. Like I mean we'll or be talking Valentine's about Day. Halloween. Yeah. We're on Valentine's Day. So,
0: so the director we're talking about is that's right, you guessed it. Let's say it together, Sam. Da- David, David Lynch. Lynch. David Lynch, people. David Uh Lynch is a spooky guy. I'm actually holding right now. And I don't know if, Sam, you have the technology, but if I take a photo of myself, could you put this up? I'm holding his book right now. Do I
1: have the technology to put photos places? Do we take photos?
0: Okay, so if I took a photo, you could put it up on Facebook?
1: Facebook? What is this, 2005?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, a a Facebook or... Instagram. Our Twitter, Instagram.
1: We do. Uh, I actually just started the uh, Twitter. We should start spreading that at some point. But, anyways, but the Instagram's going strong. So, if you give me the Instagram, I'll, I'll figure it out. Or if you give me the photo, I'll put it on Instagram. Follow us at uh, 2 underscore thumbs underscore undecided, by the way. We have some good shit.
0: I've seen it. It's pretty good. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Alright, so there you go. It's called uh, Room to Dream. Oh, is that... That's David Lynch? Yeah. Oh, it's a little blurry. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, David Lynch is a, uh, a director that was very influential or at least uh, was very much talked of. He is, a, in my opinion... Hold on a second. Taking a hodo.
1: A hodo. A hodor.
0: how the down? <laughs> Spoilers. One of my favorite scenes. And that's all I'm going to say about that. One of my favorite scenes from Game of Thrones.
1: I had how'd it spoiled to me many times. But yeah. yeah.
0: All I'm just going to say is, how <laughs> gonna be fun. I think that character should have said it in a more southern accent.
1: I feel like... Like,
0: he, how the dow.
1: I actually haven't seen it, so I can't really make much of a...
0: I, a lot of people stop... I can't say too much, but how the dow? How the dow?
1: <laughs> That's all you have to know.
0: I'm going to dress um, up as a door for Halloween and but just let's, go around. let's talk
1: briefly... Uh, yes, okay, What's so, the first time that you, Zach Ferguson, watched a, little, a David Lynch film?
0: I believe... okay. I have a strong memory of a David Lynch. David Lynch and co- I got into David Lynch in college.
1: As it's a good time to get into It's a great Lynch.
0: time. You know, people in the 90s and 20s had their Quentin Tarantinos, their David Fincher. Those are not the directors that got me titillated and I read up on in college. <laughs> I had the David Lynch's and I had the Wes Anderson's. And David Lynch, so... I went on a trip to Chicago in college, yeah. which was my first real like adventure. Because Bowling Green State University, oh, I remember
1: you talking about that.
0: Honestly, one of the greatest weekends I've ever had. Hmm. Like, like in a way, it's one of the memories that I hope that as an old man is what oh. I like. I hold on to because I had good. it was so it was very college. Um. Very uh, pure, but I was exhausted. Um. But I was exhausted from just this uh, submersion into culture. You know, Chicago. You weren't even
1: drinking back then, were you?
0: No, I wasn't. I couldn't. Uh, No, or like I I didn't even. uh, (laughs) What is that? What are you saying?
1: No, I'm just saying like yeah, saying pure it sounds like it was pretty pure it was completely
0: pure yeah it was just you were I was
1: kind of roaming around yeah
0: I was drunk I was drunk off of uh art um, our friend was to able to get us back stage at one of the museums uh, i I didn't really know much about the cities and I just was overloaded by it and it was beautiful i met, I met a uh an antichrist or an anarchist. Oh, who was? Anti- oh, who that's was
1: that's, a, that's a sucks. Who was? A, All right, let's get back on. Anyways, the
0: topic. anyways, so I came back home, and I was still steaming in culture, and I decided to watch Blue Velvet. Oh, uh, yeah. And Blue Vel, and so I was in this mode, this weird mind mode, and when you I have saw, to be in
1: a weird mind mode.
0: And the the trailer for Blue Velvet always got me, and so I watched Blue Velvet, and I I thought it was very strange. How half the movie, it was experience. Because I love the trailer. I've I watched the trailer so many more times than i watched the movie. I've never seen the trailer. I think it's such a great trailer. um, But I it's weird. That's actually something we... Sorry.
1: Quick pin. We should talk about trailers. Haven't have we, we talked about ta-
0: trailers? Have we? I think we did.
1: We might have talked about trailers already.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, that was my first experience... And what was your experience? And I was, I was deeply enthralled into that ever since. I haven't seen all of his movies, but um, the first time I ever saw Mulholland Drive, I also I loved Mulholland Drive the first time, and I did. But when un- was that? Was that like a year later? Was that like? I believe that was junior. Yeah, beginning. Oh, no, 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 no. That was the uh, the second half of sophomore year of college. So that was probably a year later. And I I understood it. Like I woke up one mo- morning after very – I just complete – I here's the thing. I watch David Lynch movies when I'm completely exhausted. Because hmm. the second time when I watched Mahan Drive, I just finished up doing a 48-hour film competition. And I mm-hmm. woke up the next morning completely drained uh, and – Kind of clicked. Like I'm gonna watch Mahal and Drive, and I loved it. Uh, it freaked me good. out.
1: Uh, my first time watching was also Blue Velvet. Uh, well, actually, you showed me a Blue Velvet when I was in college, but we didn't. We only watched we like, the first 20 the minutes thing. of it. Yeah, yeah. But I was interested. I was interested in it, and then I watched it from from beginning and to end when I had a 28 hour layover when I was traveling to prague uh uh, when i was studying abroad and uh yeah it was weird because it was like it was i had just gotten back from having my first ever legal drink but like at a restaurant so it was like the first time i was only like 2019 i might have been 19 oh that's right Uh, so it was my first time ever buying wine like legally so i had just had my first it was just a glass of wine and I was just, like, feeling like, wow, this is interesting. And It's like I'm stuck in, like, Kiev, Russia, or, uh, uh, tur No, the Ukraine. Sorry, that's the Ukraine. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I watched Blue Velvet. And it was fucking, sorry, it was weird. No, um, it was
0: it was weird, and the thing I thought was weird about it is I, I don't know what I was really expecting. I was kind of expecting Dennis Hopper to be the main villain. Like we would see his character uh earlier in the film and he was gonna be a more prominent character. Though mm-hmm. I'm not saying he wasn't. I just was not expecting how little we were gonna see of him.
1: It was just weird because he it came was like, in half of it was a typical kind of like Firefly from like the fifties of just like a very typical detective kind of boring Detective,
0: yeah. show slash movie, and, and that's right. And I, then
1: the other half of it is just was crazy, just bizarre. Weird that's shit. and that's what it was, and it was just like extremely. As soon as like like he he gets pushed into a closet, and that's where it and goes then, into and David and that's Lynch when Dennis, world. Yeah, that's where D- Dennis Hopper comes out, and it's just like he's off swearing the walls. all the
0: time, and he's just he's being super horrible uh, to uh, the actress. Isabel, I
1: don't know, but but uh, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna watch David Lynch, if you haven't yet, you should watch that one first because I, I think that's the most extreme. Well, if David you want to go
0: more, most extreme, and I'm not joking, uh, I know that his probably his most crazy thing is the M- Island Empire. I don't know, uh, which involves rabbits, uh, but uh, Twin Peaks. Is that. Uh, no. Right. Eraserhead, I found to be another oh, really? surprising movie. Yes.
1: Eraserhead is something I, I think that that's. I saw that much later. I had to watch I, that. I think that's one of my favorites.
0: That one's an art. Like, it's a weird. That to me is Art House. His that most art like, housey. What's
1: weird is, like, that came out the same year as Star Wars. No. So. What? I'm pretty sure. No, like that came out the same
0: 76?
1: Year.
0: 77. 76. No, I came out in the 80s, but you may be right. No, it came what? out
1: in the 70s. I know it came out in the 70s.
0: I'm
1: not, 100%, I'm not 100% sure about it coming out in Star Wars, but like it came out around, like late 70s. Um, Actually,
0: no, Sam, I think you're right. Uh, I have the data here, but I'm not going to look at it. But just thinking of time-wise, famously, George Lucas approached David Lynch to direct... Yeah. Uh, Return of the, uh, the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> after and this, the weird thing is, is he approached him after seeing Dune, which I've never seen Dune. He I'm, directed Dune. He did direct Dune, which is weird, weird because Dune is beholden as kind of one of those things where how do you turn yep. this into it's, a movie? I'm
1: looking at the data now, though. It is 1977. I was yeah, right. I'm
0: seeing it. Yeah, it's 1977. Weird. Nailed it. That is weird because it doesn't feel like a 1977 movie.
1: No. It feels like... And the weirdest thing is it was shot over five years. Yes. Like, it was... There's a scene in, like, the first little bit of the film. He, like, completely ran out of money. He went to AFI, uh, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's, like, one of... If not the best school.
0: AFI? You mean America... What? What is that? He
1: went to AF... You've never heard of the AFI school? Uh,
0: Conservatory? No, I mean... Probably in my. It's it's
1: it's like, it's not for undergrads. It's like specific for
0: graduates. Like,
1: Graduate. It's like they they call you a well um. Well, anyways, it's like it's not like going. It's not like a school. It's like specifically for filmmakers, but it's called AFI, I, and I, it's like that in USC are like the top, on like uh, grad schools. Um. But he went to AFI. And, uh, he, I think this was like his... Yes! Thesis? Okay. This was like something that like he, he made it and then he ran completely out of money and then for five years he was just like trying to make it work, doing odd jobs. And then he got the money again. And there's a cool little tidbit where from when he, there's a scene where he, in like the first ten minutes of the film where he opens a door to like get into this house and the next scene was five years later, <laughs> like it cuts Weird. immediately from him opening the door, and then it cuts, and it was shot five years later. That is him really entering the house. I didn't
0: know that. You know what? I gotta say, I may try to find a racer head after, after this. And it's watch such it. a good
1: film. It's all, it's shot so well, and it's also like so. I don't know. It's 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 so odd. I mean, some of it is kind of one of my one of my problems with david lynch though is i think he he goes too much do you ever have that feeling that he's like yeah it's like sometimes it's like okay let's i like being weird i'm always down for being weird but like at some point like the weird it's like it, it can be downplayed like you can just bring us back to the story for a second and then but it's like constantly just weird after weird. And that I think was my biggest problem with and drive was like, after a point I was like, okay, let's, let's get back to like, let's, I don't know. It just seemed like it was just going off the rails. I don't know.
0: See, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, I think Mulholland drive was definitely weird and probably the beginning of his, um, that type of movie making, Because I'll tell you this. I've seen all of Twin Peaks. And I'm saying I've seen when it was on cable uh, 17 years ago. And I've seen the newest season. And the newest season... The first
1: episode... Wait, continue. Sorry.
0: Well, the newest season, my goodness, is... I've told people this, but it's not really a TV show I can recommend to people. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it gets... So weird. But then it also becomes really funny. Like it will go from insane uh, imagery and like really annoying sounds. Like throughout the entire sound, there's this almost scratching of chalks. Anytime you see electricity or deals with electricity. And then they'll cut to like a really hilarious scene of Michael... Uh, Michael Sarah pretending. Oh, to wait, be, Michael Sarah's in it. He's in it for one scene, and he's the son of one of the two uh, of two of the uh, main of uh, two of the characters from the last like of the show. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the rest of the show. But he plays this um this Marlon Brando uh, Wild Angels type of guy. This, like, motorcyclist. And mm. it's really funny. And then it goes back to super weird stuff. So, I, I don't... But what
1: about the original show? Like, the, I haven't seen any of the Twin Peaks. Like, the first series. That, that show is weird. The 90s.
0: That, that show's weird, but it's it's a little bit weird in the commercial sense. I, I can't explain exactly what I mean by that. But I, I feel like you could... It, it could reach more of a uh, a broad type. Like, there was definitely a story structure that you could follow. While the David Lynch thing, I feel like you really had to get through it. You had to... Mm. Um, but... Um, what was I saying for him? No, that's really... Okay, so that AFI, yes. Uh, that is where I believe... You know, some people... You know, they credit everybody. Like, when you're thinking of Martin Scorsese or uh, George Lucas, these kind of people, you consider them... Not George Lucas, but there are some directors who... The people who are more invested or love the movie industry, they realize that these directors would not have gotten anywhere without their their main actors. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, Robert De Niro. Without Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese may have been... I mean, he's a great director, but these movies are elevated with, say, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones or or all these people. Well, uh, I think one of the earliest collaborators that um, you could see in David Lynch's early films is, one, his main guy who he used for a long time, uh, Jack Nance, who plays Eraserhead, or better known as um, Henry Spencer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, he—he's been in. He was—he was in a head, He was in Blue Velvet, and he was also in Twin Peaks.
1: So mm-hmm. he's kind of his no. Guy, I know who you're talking guy. about.
0: But the one that I want to point out is his uh, cinematographer, who I mm-hmm. uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time uh, studying him in college. Hmm. Uh, his name is Frederick Elms. Mm -hmm. And Frederick Elms and David Lynch met at this postgraduate, at this graduate school that I believe Mm -hmm. it's the one that you just said. AFI, yeah. AFI. Now, he hasn't done, he and David Lynch haven't worked on things recently, but Mm -hmm. he did work on a lot of his early movies. That's a shame. Well, and the weird thing is you can actually see his touch in the stuff he does. One of the yeah. movies he did uh, that was not a David Lynch movie was Ice Storm by Ang Lee. And oh. weirdly enough, you can actually feel this 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 look. I don't know what it is, but the scene that I think is most David Lynch, Frank Elms collaboration, if I had to give one, it would be the blue velvet scene with um, with – D- Dean, I want to get this right because I respect the Dean character Stockwell. Actor? Yes, Dean Stockwell. The
1: singing who, the 150 song, what is it called?
0: Uh, it's uh, Ray Odinson's... It's not called Candy uh, Colored... That's
1: Candy Colored... In Dreams. dreams. It's called In
0: Dreams. I see. Yeah, yeah. That's what the song is called, but it's Candy Colored Sandman... That scene Mm -hmm. is the scene I contribute. That's the scene when I. What a weird
1: scene that, like. But I
0: love that. That scene is one of those scenes where, yes, I was appalled by the. Like, I was definitely shocked by the appearance of Dennis Hopper's character, Frank Booth. Mm -hmm. But it's that scene with Dean Stockwell where. I think we talked about this with independent films. Um how independent films have this like ever so often you need a little dance scene yeah but it wasn't middle. a dance
1: scene well it was in just a way, like it, little it was a, singing
0: it was a performance but why i think this one stood out to me is there's a story <laughs> Dennis Hopper you know you could say what you want about the guy but i think this he definitely played this role wonderfully cuz i was kind of getting a little Tense, because this guy is singing the song. The, the 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 one the main woman actor is seeing her son, who we never see in the movie, her kidnapped son.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Dennis Hopper, who's you know standing there, and you you see him like 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 have like this silent rage moment mm-hmm. where he squints his face, and Dean Rockwell sees this. <laughs> And, uh, and and then he he goes into this weird line. And it's like you know he tells everybody to go, and he turns off the lights. And It's like it's dark now. And then it they drive off. And I love that. Scene. Oh no!
1: Doesn't he like say something like, "Let's get fuck" or "Let's like, fuck. I'll
0: fuck anything that moves"? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Let's fuck,"
1: yeah, fuck, or something like that. It and then so funny,
0: and then it does that thing that I love in movies where uh, everybody's in the scene and then it cuts and it cuts away and nobody's in the room. But mm. you hear the squeak, uh, the squealing of the the car. So that, that I mean, that's why I think Blue Velvet is probably, you know, the nicest combination of his art house.
1: I also think the first
0: th- hour
1: of Mulholland Drive is great. I think, like, as it's building up to stuff. I think towards the end though cuz it was supposed to be a TV show, right? I think towards the end of Maholan Drive it got too much into trying to build things up that just didn't that didn't it felt like a weird release cuz it didn't actually end. Mm-hmm. So that was my problem with and Drive is just it just ended strange. But um with uh with that scene with like the, the like cuz there's this there's another similar scene in Mahalan Drive where she is singing and like and she's auditioning do you know the scene i'm talking about
0: in Maholan Drive
1: in Mahalan Drive like the the girl is auditioning oh, by and like she singing she sings
0: uh like 16 um, reasons why da, da, I like. da, da, yeah da, i love that scene that's a great
1: scene no i love that scene cuz it's also like right before she starts singing there's like this weird ominous drone that's the that girl. goes on and, like, but it's also, like, it's it's this weird, like, he's realizing that this is the girl, but also this, this ominous girl. drone, the girl that's about to sing. Because, like, right before, she, like, he goes up to the woman that just sang before, and it was just like, oh, you got the part, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And then this girl comes up, and it was, like, this weird realization, like, wait, no, this is the girl. But that ominous drone of, like, mm, just made it instantly seem like this isn't like this decision is like what's going to cause this movie to unravel like this is this is something not necessarily bad but it's something kind of dy- dystopian in a weird way and that was that was i think a a really good scene and i i look at that scene a lot also the scene where she auditions by like i think that's like the whatever um uh, that's like the peak like the you know in like the story arc there's like the it's like the it's not the climax but it's like the the middle part in between the um second and third act it's like the peak of the arc or whatever um I forget what it's called but I feel like that scene where like she finally auditions and like just becomes extremely sexualized and like extremely Oh, like, you mean not uh, this she's not like not this and like she's like
0: swearing and being like hey like love me. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. That's um, a great scene.
0: Yeah. I think this the one of the scariest ce- the at, like one of the scariest scenes in all of David Lynch's movies that actually The nightmare? The nightmare at the end where oh. she's tweaking or something and um her parents are like these really tiny people climb out of like a bag. Uh
1: Like for me for some that.
0: reason like that's where it gets into this art housey, but it gets scary. And it, on, honestly, there's not much to it. It's just uh, no Naomi Watts being chased by these two old people, mm-hmm. and they're they're not even dressed up or like made scarier. But the sound and the light freaked me out uh, on that. Um, also, a tidbit on David uh, Lynch. Another tidbit that I think is amazing is Eraserhead, Eraserhead was one of those movies that uh, became a cult classic around Hollywood. People would uh, circulate the film around you know, people's houses and people would mm. watch it and people were blown away by it. Because it was so, I mean...
1: Back in I, the day when that was a thing.
0: Well, I didn't know, and that's the thing, is I didn't, the only other story that I heard about like something like that is the uh, the South Park uh, pilot or the South Park whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that was before YouTube. So they made it, and I guess it was on VHS, and the VHS was burned and and copied, and it got passed around Hollywood, and everybody loved it. It was like their inside thing. And one of the people who apparently watched it was Tom Cruise. So, But anyways, <laughs> that's uh, that's what I've, uh, I've heard about Eraserhead is it was this... Cult classic in hollywood they like yeah. the hollywood people and the the person who is, in some way is helped and cement david lynch in hollywood and is now a household name among those who you know know of his work and his mm-hmm. influences is mel brooks the man really? yes the 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 man who created Blazing Saddles and the producers. Yes, he. So, right after Eraserhead, which is 1977, you know, people are starting to be like, this guy knows his shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, they give him The Elephant Man to dress. Oh, yeah. Which, The Elephant Man, in my opinion, is probably the most commercially successful movie that he's ever done. And probably ever will do it will ever do i mean there's no mm-hmm. going back to normal now um i mean twin peaks yes i'm saying movie wise this is probably the the most normal we're ever gonna get out of him but um the executive the executive producer behind that was mel brooks huh and mel brooks i read somewhere that like mel brooks actually fought for david lynch's creative abilities Mm-hmm. Like they wanted, I guess the you know the companies wanted to uh, go different directions, but they're like, yeah. "Hey, man, this guy is something else." So it just kind of yeah. shows you Mel Brooks, though he's a funny guy, and it really does satirical uh, satire. Um, you know, he made it in this business because he he knows what sells, mm-hmm. entertainment-wise, and David Lynch was it. And then after I that. Briefly, there
1: sorry, you go. I briefly want to talk about the I have never seen the movie, but his uh 1990 film, uh Wild at Heart, kind of sealed the deal for William Defoe. Really? Uh as being yeah, yeah, I think so. Like that was kind of the the first film that made William Defoe like the weird person we know him today. Uh... Like William Defoe You don't think so? I'm
0: going to hold you to the fire for that one. Okay, Uh, hold
1: me to the fire. I don't actually know. But I just remember, like, seeing that film, like, just seeing the scene where he, like... It was, like, kind of a rape scene, but it wasn't actually rape because he, like, he never... He, like, didn't really even, like, touch her. He kind of just, like, just... I don't know. It was, like, just psychological rape. It was so disturbing, but, like, he... He did a good job acting. <laughs> like,
0: I I think actually the the movie that cemented him in Hollywood was Platoon. He, oh he's the well, guy... okay.
1: That was that was okay, but this was like what cemented him as like a weirdo. Like this cemented him as being yeah.
0: Like... But uh, okay, I think you're I think you're taking that into Spider Man and like what other stuff? Like I'm trying to think what other stuff he's known for. Be- okay, I mean. Grand Budapest Hotel, but uh, William Dafoe, I don't really think of as the weirdo. I think he's pretty weird. I mean, he's weird. he's good at playing weird, um, but I, I would not. Uh, okay, you know what? I, I'm I'm being a little devil devil's advocate, but I, I get what you're talking about.
1: All right. Well, because... closing statements because we should move on. To do you what have was... anything else you want to say about?
0: David, oh, Mr. I could Lynch? talk. I could talk so long on. Da- Actually, David Lynch really excites me. I don't really? know why. He, to okay, me, we can keep
1: talking. I know.
0: I, I, no, but I do agree. We are uh, running out of time, or just we should probably move on to the next segment because I have a lot to say about the uh, the movie I've seen this week. Um, but David Lynch is something I think everybody should try to see one of his movies. And I do agree that Blue Velvet is probably a good one. I w- actually, I would say that Elephant Man is probably the one you should watch. Really? Uh, just because – I mean, Blue – It uh, okay. You know what? I, you're right. I suggest seeing Blue Velvet. I think that's his best movie. And if you're suggesting to people uh, what movies to see, you should probably say their best. Uh, but I think for those who don't get the structure and maybe the ness of Blue Velvet, and I will say there are some boring parts, I think, in Blue Velvet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's a scene where he and... Um, shoot. Uh, the woman from... You know, Jurassic Park.
1: Jumanji? Oh, yeah, Jurassic Park. I just yeah, said yeah.
0: Jurassic Park. No,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Um, Who is that? Uh, Laurel, uh, Laurel Dern, who mm-hmm. actually is one of David Lynch's go-to people.
1: Yeah, also in Wild at Heart.
0: Wild at Heart, Blue Velvet, and she was a main character in Twin Peaks, the newest series. Yeah. I, oh, hate- yeah. I hated her character. Oh. <laughs> but... Um, it's yeah, but all right. Well, anyways, in- uh, yeah. I say, see Blue Velvets. Uh, check out also um, anything else from uh, Frederick Elms be, um, before the Hulk.
1: Oh, he did the Hulk. Yeah. He. he anyways,
0: cinematography for. Inglis I think
1: Hulk. one thing I do want to note real quickly about David Lynch is uh, immediately as soon as I got to Prague. There's this one really pretentious, quote-unquote, film director, who, who was a student at the this place that I went to, Uh and he loved David Lynch, Uh, and I think the thing that always perturbed me about David Lynch, is so many annoying pretentious filmmakers love David Lynch because he is so abstract, and since he is so abstract. A lot of people are just kind of like, it's easier to be like, you don't get it. Like, this, if you don't like it, like, you know, it's, it's, there's so much levels to it that you don't understand. Like, it's so, like, it's part of your. And, like, he even admits that, like, his stuff is kind of, like, he does, like, a lot of yoga and really a lot of, like, meditation. So his stuff is kind of,
0: it is out there. Yeah. I mean, he's a man who can't stop
1: doing art. It's dangerous, I think, to try to copy him, which I think is true for all directors i think you should never try to copy a director but i think david lynch is something a lot of people try to copy and i think it's important to note that you shouldn't like it's it's uniquely him and his his abstractness and his lack of reasoning for a lot of things or at least a lot of obvious reasoning for things Mm -hmm. i i i think shouldn't be uh Taken as a as an excuse for everyone's work,
0: I definitely agree. I I know, for example, when I was doing my uh, senior movie, I was very much kind of playing off of his vibe of mm-hmm. of darkness. Um, but I guess you could call it. I mean, he's he's. Yeah, uh,
1: wasn't like David Lynch. Uh,
0: okay. I mean, I, it's not. I I not. Like it was a good film. I just I
1: I didn't think it was it was more funny than a David Lynch film.
0: Yeah, no, no. I've just uh when it when I pr- showed it at um like I I think someone did tell me it was a little David Lynch-esque. But um no, see yeah, it was probably his David Lynch it, um I think the his earlier stuff definitely derives from the German expression, you know, the uh the cabinet yeah. of Dr. uh Fritz Lang hurt Lane, that kind of, like, giant shadows. Everything is filmed from underneath that shadowy uh, yeah. face. I, I think that's a pretty cool. See, Tim Burton makes gothic uh, expressionism into a family movie, mm-hmm. while David Lynch takes it to a different dimension.
1: That's interesting. All right, I think we'll end there. Let's move on to uh, trailers. Or a commercial. Oh yeah, pays I'm mark.
0: excited. You've uh, shown me this one before, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's good. It's a good. It's. I think it's important. Mm. It's an important message. Roll it, Johnny. Hey guys, uh, have you ever heard of the Cash App? I'm talking to you.
0: Uh, yeah, I've heard about it. It's one of the greatest things I've ever downloaded.
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just use Venmo. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't use the Cash App.
0: But aren't you Jimmy Girandy, uh, the guy who created the the uh, cash app? No,
1: I am. Just stop. I I don't want people to buy my product anymore. I've talked to like, all my I was, family. I was sold on it, as like someone sold it to me and like as being I actually didn't invent it. I'm just like the promoter for it. What? But like I can't. It doesn't work. Like why don't people just use Venmo?
0: But it it's great. It it takes about three weeks to transfer the the money.
1: Dude, then may- takes a day.
0: But, like, at the end of the transfer, I get an actual letter that says your money has been transferred. I
1: can write you a letter right no. now,
0: kid. Well, you did write me a letter. Says, Every time you that's transfer... Not my,
1: that's not my actual signature. Someone's forging my signature on these Cash App stuff.
0: Do you feel guilty for what you've done? Yes, you have to. D- Let sorry. me tell you, on my mother's... Counter, you know whose photos are up there is it just
1: cash app photos
0: no it's it's a photo of a funky jesus um martin luther king jr martin luther king senior you know the guy who made lutherism and your I don't think face he's
1: called senior
0: i think it's just martin luther martin luther okay and then you oh in 1990 oh well. I'm 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 sorry. I lied to your mom. She's gonna have a heart attack, and she is. I promise you. I just want to let you know this right now, sir. She is gonna die. Well, and I, I'm you. not saying like that. Like, oh man, she's gonna die. Like, no, uh, she's done, and well, I have gonna, to tell her. I'll,
1: I'll Venmo you the surgical bills.
0: I love that. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. Good. Yeah.
1: All um, right. Well, let's talk about what we've seen. So, do you want to start? uh sure um i saw wait a sec i saw um well i didn't see a movie but i saw a person
0: <laughs> okay
1: his name was paul dano Paul Dano. you did uh, i saw him at a talk he had a talk about uh his newest film wildlife um at the new york film festival at the lincoln center And, uh, he, uh, he was cool. I mean, it was weird because it was him and the writer for the, like, the, the book writer the movie was based on. Um, but it was weird because it was, like, it was mostly just talking, like, the writer was mostly the one talking. And it was also weird just, like, seeing him as a director. And it was also, it's, I I knew this was so cliche, but it's, like, they look, like, he looked exactly, it's, he looked the same except not on screen and it was weird it was like always this weird not a letdown but it's like a it's it's like this cool realiza- realization realization of human like beings. oh they're just humans you know and like he even like acted like kind of normal but my favorite part about it was whenever he left uh He was, like, there was, like, this woman in the front row that was, like, trying to, like, talk to him. And he was kind of just, like, oh, cool. He was, like, he he was starting to, like, kind of, like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And then that's when I realized, oh, shit, yeah, he is a big, like, Hollywood star. Like, he probably is trying to get out of here. And and then he was, like, in the lobby. And um, people were, like, coming up to him. And his agents were, like... Uh, like, the car's coming around, the car's coming around. He's like, do we have time? Do we have time? And I just saw this intense panic in his eyes. He was oh, just like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. And it was like, all these people were, like, coming up to him. And then, like, the car's here, and they, like, bolted out. And it was funny. Because it was just like, he was right there in front of me. And he was just like, he's also taller in person. Oh, that's um, weird.
0: That's the first time I've heard that. Usually, yeah, he's, he's people taller are than much I thought he shorter.
1: Would. Yeah, no, he's not like Tom Cruise. Uh, he's, he's pretty tall. Like he's probably more than six foot. He's probably about six foot actually. Um, but yeah, but it was cool. I mean, it was cool just to see him, um, in the flesh. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the film though. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have the highest hopes, but I guess I'm just a pessimist.
0: Wow. So but go ahead with your film. Uh, I saw two films. I'll just say one thing. I saw Sam made a movie. Recently, Uh, uh, a short called mm -hmm. uh, Like or Subscribe. Like or
1: Subscribe, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, It definitely portrayed the, in my opinion, the cringeworthy essence of YouTubers and people obsessed with um, uh, being stars. Mm. Uh, I mean, of course, I will say it definitely did feel uh, low budget. Yeah, Um, but I think with a higher budget, you know, with more money, yeah, I I could see it uh, being very well. But I I enjoyed the message, though. I I don't really enjoy that type of people. uh, That those or that type. Sorry, not (laughs) the not the type of uh, that type of culture. The the YouTube like sensation type of. Well you know what, I guess what I'm trying to say is I uh self indulged people are assholes. When you say it's low budget, what do you mean by that? I'm saying uh I'm I'm seeing where the shortcut are. Like where? Uh some some music. What do you mean? Well, I there is there's one scene where um also some of this stuff was a little out of focus. Really? Yes. Where? Uh, the, on the guy's face at the there's a like a shot that I saw was a little out of focus. Um. The the acting was all right. Well, what about the music though? Oh, the music. Uh, there's one uh, there's one part where he's putting in the the bullet spoiler spoiler mm-hmm. that I thought it should have been maybe a little bit more intense music instead of the uh, more techno music. But I did enjoy uh, the mu- the techno music when it uh, for uh, certain parts.
1: Mm. That music, by the way, was composed for the film. So
0: okay, I know.
1: So that's pretty cool, I thought. But whatever. Yeah. All right, what other movies did you see?
0: Now the the feature movie that I saw. Uh, so yeah, Sam, good job on that. Um, people go out and, and see it. When it comes, no, the movie I I saw yesterday and I absolutely adored was Meet the Feebles, directed by Peter Jackson. Yes, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. It is uh, Peter Jackson's second movie, uh, right after Bad Taste, and it is a raunchy version of The Muppet Show. So the whole premise I, I I don't know if people the I mean the premise of the Muppet show is it's it's a show, it's a variety show, right? Starring puppets. Uh but it's also like a behind the scenes. That's a, the thing also about the Muppets. It's like them behind the stage, them preparing. Uh and that's what the this Meet the Feebles is is it's behind the scenes of this reality show that isn't supposed to be raunchy. It's a a kids-friendly show. Uh, But behind the scenes, people are having a lot of sex. Uh, One of my favorite scenes that was unexpected is there's a crocodile, this puppet crocodile, who's addicted to smack. Uh, But the reason why he's addicted to smack is he uh, had a horrible traumatic... uh, events in vietnam and i'm sam i'm telling you they have a whole vietnam scene but with puppets <laughs> that's weird Yeah, know it's fantastic and they actually do like a russian roulette uh, oh
1: so they yeah do, like a deer hunter
0: yeah it's like a deer hunter and there's a hilarious scene i will say the portrayal of the vietnam the viet Cong, is a bit racist but it's like in a cartoonish I don't know if it is. Uh, it, they're definitely playing it up, like, cartoony. Uh, but there's this funny uh, part where uh, they're trapped in a hole. And the guys, um, they take away one of his – part, like, the people that he was with. And they chop off his legs. And then they – you know, they're painting these – the Viet Cong uh, people to be, like, horrible people. And they just pan over – and they're having this very sophisticated and um uh very uh tempered a very uh like not outrageous conversation of capitalism as they're eating this guy's leg uh and i, I just the it was so hilarious and it, it's not and the great thing I haven't seen happy time murders, but from what I heard about happy time murders is there were no jokes. It was just like someone was jerking off and, oh, it's a puppet. This one actually felt like, I actually felt for some of these characters. And it was still at the same time, it was really gross. There were some, like, there's a, (laughs) there's a whole plot where one of the, like, main characters supposedly has AIDS. uh, And his, like, face is melting off. Uh, And then... Well, don't ruin it too much. I, yeah, I won't say too much. The ending is a compl- like so fantastic, but the thing, I, I, Sam, I think you should definitely watch it because one of the like the good there's one moral character, and his name is Wabbit, and he <laughs> has he has that wisp, and every mm-hmm. every every R is a W, and he's in love with the other pure uh, cur- chorus line joke like uh, other chorus line girl and he's like hello my name is Wobbit. Uh and he's like this little cute porcupine guy so mm. it, it it has a lot of heart but it's also very uh, raw hmm. so uh, which right, well. it, it, yeah and then I watched Lord of the Rings right after and I'm like what the heck uh,
1: how did he wait, get this money when did it come out uh, that movie was
0: 1979 uh, 1989 oh yeah interesting and, and All right, well, did, let's, yeah, okay.
1: Let's uh end it there. Maybe we could talk about Peter Jackson another time. Yes. But um yeah. Uh we'll meet again next week and we'll talk about Halloween. Yes. Bye-bye y'all.
0: Bye. <laughs>